This is Over the Line on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Well, on this joyous day, on this Friday, we have to celebrate. And in honor of this celebration, I'm not normally a big fireworks guy. They're kind of lame, but sometimes it calls for them. The fireworks, let's go, baby. We welcome in C.J. Williams to the Wisconsin Badgers. The hype is real. The Luke Fickle era, unbelievable. The quarterbacks, the coach, the assistant coach, coaches, excuse me, and now the highest rated wide receiver to ever play for Wisconsin. And he has three years eligibility. Says, no thanks, Notre Dame. No thanks, everyone else. USC, forget you. I'm coming to Wisconsin. Rowdy, how's it feel? Yeah, it felt like uh, this was the the one recruit or I guess transfer portal player that everyone has been waiting on for, it feels like, a week or two. Oh, by the way, as predicted correctly on these airwaves from Rowdy and myself, CJ Williams, oh, he coming. And boy, he tweeted it out yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Let me get the exact verbiage on his tweet. It said, and I quote, ain't this they've been waiting for? We'll work on the grammar. Ain't this they've been waiting for? <laughs> With a picture of him committing to the Badgers. Now, it wasn't like we were doing rocket science, figuring out he's going to come here. No. Just look at some of his uh, social media likes, <laughs> and it pointed to basically one of two schools. As predicted correctly on these airwaves first. But did you read a couple of the 24-7 articles about C.J. Williams? And some of, of the some of the things he said while he was touring Wisconsin. Why don't you tell the fine folks, Rowdy? After choosing Wisconsin, they, you know, they asked him what they thought about the campus and the city and everything, and... Basically, he summed it up with Luke Fickle remind him of his high school coach in character and, and uh, you know, just kind of. He played for the ball in high school. Yeah, everything like that. So Luke Fickle remind him of his high school coach that he liked. Mm-hmm. He liked the city. He seemed like he liked the area. You know, he liked what Wisconsin was building, the new offense, yada, yada, yada. But then his one comment was, but man, is it cold. <laughs> <laughs> being, being a kid from, you know, the Los Angeles area of California. <laughs> I say, Santa I think Anna. the Badgers are lucky that they had them in over last weekend when it was like 35 degrees and not when it was like, I don't know, negative five. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's actually been a pretty mild winter That's so what far. I'm saying. Like, they're lucky he had them in when it's 35 and not five. I think we only had like, what, a couple days where it was pretty cold? Other than that, it's been like two days ago, it was, it felt like a balmy, like 40, 50. It was like 30 something. I'm not going to lie. It's it was cold. cold. Um, well, here's the thing, buddy. When you get here, um, it, it, it will be warmer. I promise you that. And we need Rowdy if we want to go down this road. I know young Ben Kenny really is uh, concerned about it, despite not changing any of his habits uh, to, to tra- help and stop it. But global warming or climate change uh, maybe is the reason why he came here, because it hasn't been as cold as of years past uh, here in Wisconsin. So thank you for that as well. I mean, hell, by the time uh, when it's all said and done, uh, we could be having a climate, a total flip around here, Rowdy. We could be a tropics before you know it. Just weren't we talking about with Ben a couple of weeks ago? 
Like, hey, Ben, he was all worried about the Phil Longo offense and this weather. It's like, well, Ben, you're a big believer in climate change, right? He goes, yeah. Like, well, are you doing anything to help you know, stop it? He goes, him and Hobb basically said no. And then Rowdy used pointed out the fact that with the climate change that Ben's so enamored with. Yeah, if any of those maps are correct, I mean, we will become the East Coast elitist. So, if anything, we're warmer. We are becoming more and more tropical, and we'll get all the recruits. <laughs> and they won't say, man, it's kind of cold. <laughs> Williams, though, C.J. Williams, a four-star recruit, the 10th best wideout in the country, uh, 73rd best prospect overall, again, the highest-rated wide receiver the, to ever play for the Badgers, uh, Six foot two, 190 pounds, originally committed to Notre Dame before uh, Brian Kelly uh, picked up a southern drawl and went to LSU. Uh, once in the transfer portal, let's see here. Notre Dame, UCLA, West Virginia. He has a relationship with Oklahoma transfer quarterback Nick Evers, who's a Badger. Uh, the two met during the recruiting process, and now he's in Madison, baby. That's yeah, and 12. so I, you know, I looked up, looked up what he did last year at USC because obviously USC had a really good season. Yeah, yeah, Caleb yeah. Caleb Williams won a Heisman. Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley, uh-huh. and you know, just four catches for thirty four yards. But from my readings and digging a little bit, he did appear or was available for nine of the games, Mm -hmm. but he had nagging injuries where he really wasn't able to play for most of the season. Yeah. So you look at the stat line, four passes for 34 yards in 10 games. There's a reason why some nagging injuries, but the hype is real. This is uh, just not him alone, but the whole collection of 12 transfers in now. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, before he had those injuries, uh, Lincoln Riley is quoted as to saying, because he was a true freshman last year, is this guy was starting to make big-time plays consistently for us in practice. Like, he's going to be a big-time player. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, year one, just couldn't stay healthy with the nagging injuries. But Lincoln Riley was raving about him in practice leading up to the season and then uh, wasn't able to stay healthy. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. There's two things at play right now. Something that I don't think has ever been, well, I don't think so, actually. The quarterback room has never been like this, ever. The quarterback room is overflowing with talent. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds and how it all battles out and how much success that will bring with competition in the room. And Wisconsin's wide receiver room is is jam-packed now of talent and depth. Uh, let me see if I can get this all right, Rowdy. Chimray DK, Skyler Bell, Keontes Lewis, Quincy Burroughs, who just committed, Will Pauling, who just committed, CJ Williams, we were just talking about, uh, Marcus Allen. <laughs> There's going to be something to play here with the number. Chris Brooks Jr., Tommy McIntosh, Trench Kekauna, Vinny Anthony, Dean Ingram. Am I missing anyone? Yep, that's the room right now. But Woof-ta. if you saw this yesterday, Kyle Ford a former teammate of CJ Williams and a former USC receiver, mm-hmm. clearly highly decorated as well. Also just put himself in the transfer portal. <laughs> um, he, there's no links to him to Wisconsin, but I'm just going to throw it out there because it feels like every other day, some great receiver with a lot of stars is, is interested or committing to Wisconsin. Here's the other thing, Nelly. The Badgers might not yet be done with the, the transfer portal doesn't close up for what? Yeah, so the is it like the February, uh, what is the it? upcoming th- these are the dates to be aware of for the transfer portal for the recruiting cycles. So the transfer portal officially closes on Wednesday, January eighteenth. Okay, that's what it is. So it's next Wednesday. So we could still have Christmas every day until next Wednesday. 
And then the, it has been like that. The late signing period for the 2023 class, because remember, the early signing period was in December. The late signing period is actually ending February 1st, the same day that we're going to be at Athens Bar and Grill. Ooh, so we will go, have Rose. the late signing period end February 1st. Ooh, so ooh, he, he could still... Baby! Luke Fickle and company could still be turning and flipping recruits from the 2023 class for another three-plus weeks. Every day feels like Christmas in the Luke Fickle era. And then after the late signing period of February 1st, then you have, like, all of your spring classes starting up for, you know, UW-Madison and all the other Division One schools. Yeah. You have the transfer portal reopen up around spring ball for 15 days, and that's May 1st to May 15th where the transfer portal's open for 15 days. After that period, then the season begins. Every day, Christmas. So technically, Luke Fickle, long story short, Luke Fickle has until next Wednesday to land more transfer portal kids. Mm -hmm. He then has until February 1st to land more 2023 recruits. And then has another 15-day window in the transfer portal from May 1st to May 15th, all before the 2023-2024 Wisconsin Badgers season starts. I have never, ever, ever felt like this for Wisconsin football. This, and I'm trying to temper expectations a little bit because obviously it's just paper, like announcements, tweets, like, hey, look who's coming. Here's some stars. But... It's really hard not to get into the hype, Rowdy. Uh, I think in a message you had with one of our great uh, friends, listeners, Fulldog, Fuller, I hope he's in his excavator uh, right now listening because maybe I'll bring it up again. Did I think you said all of a sudden we feel like we flipped to like being Ohio State? Is that what you said to Fuller? Jokingly, yes, because yeah. it feels like they're I mean, pulling it f- in. It feels like something's magical happening. They're pulling in recruits that for the longest time felt like were impossible to land. Yeah. This has been absolutely wild for Wisconsin football. Everything, uh, your hopes, dreams, aspirations that thought maybe could never uh, achieve feels like it's all happening. It feels magical. Now now we are starting to feel like this because they're pulling in high three stars, four stars, and now a high four-star receiver. Mm-hmm. And it's it's positions that they really haven't recruited that highly or that much of in the past just due to philosophy and schemes. <laughs> But now if you really want to turn up into to Alabama, to Georgia, or Ohio State, you're going to do this like every day, but with the four and five stars. <laughs> so, so it's like we're just getting a little bit of a taste and the, of, of what the real blue blood big boys are doing every single year. But when you look at uh, C.J. Williams, so I was reading some of his bio. It's pretty crazy how, I guess, intricate some of these bios are now for kids that are coming out of high school or true freshman last year in college with how far out they project. Yeah. So they're talking about CJ Williams, CJ Williams, obviously six a bigger body, a wide receiver. He's definitely a guy that can play on the outside. Now he doesn't have the fastest long speed. So it's not like he, he's going to run like a four, three time, mm-hmm. but he runs tremendous routes, has great hands, 
And because he's the big body, he's a guy that wins a lot of 50-50 routes. And again, he's not going to be a 4-3 wide receiver, but he's probably in the 4-5 range, which is like a Devontae Adams where they're not the they're not the fastest guys straight ahead, but they're fast enough and they're crafty with their routes. Everything I read about him, you know how we've been digging deep into the drafts basically since 2020 because oh, yeah. of COVID? Draft season coming up, by the way. Super wild card weekend on the horizon, though. There was a couple of names that I instantly thought of when I was reading the profile of this kid and and what they say his attributes were that popped into my head from doing all those readings the last few years in the NFL draft. And the first one that actually popped in my head was actually Michael Pittman Jr. (laughs) who played at USC, was a big body. I think Michael Pittman's a couple inches taller. I think Pittman's 6'4". Yeah. But he was a big body coming out of college that wasn't necessarily the fastest runner straight ahead, but ran great routes, had great hands, and had a big body to go win 50-50 balls. So that was a guy that ended up getting drafted, I believe, in the second or third round. They project C.J. Williams as a true freshman in college as already being a future second or third round pick. Really? Is that is that not wild that they're now projecting kids out of high school that I mean, they really haven't played college football yeah. that in three years will be projected for second and third round. It's absolutely wild. It is. <laughs> and, and we've never seen the Wisconsin air raid offense ever play before. We haven't. And we are getting very excited about it. The air raid though, Rowdy modified air raid. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, that's what it's called. The, the air raid. I mean, it's, it's Phil Longo calls it that. Essentially, now so. I told you my comp is maybe it was because of the big body and some of the similar uh, attributes after going through those drafts with Michael Pittman Jr., yeah. also a former USC receiver. Now, you know who they comped him to? Huh. Now, this is probably like the ceilings of all ceilings. Keenan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, hope, let's hope he can stay, uh, I don't know, you know, healthy compared to, compared to Keenan, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen also has struggled with health. But, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of praise saying, you know, your, your comp is Keenan Allen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been pretty darn good in the NFL. <laughs> All right. So 608-321-1670, the number uh, talking right away, obviously the, uh, how incredible and exciting it is for Wisconsin football right now. I just can't imagine anything else for Wisconsin football. Like, uh, where were we just last year? Not even last year. Uh, the start of the season, halfway through the season. We never thought this would be imaginable. Rowdy. Well, doesn't it feel good when you talk about the newest recruit that has committed to Wisconsin and CJ Williams, a guy that was a top 10 receiver in his specific class, yeah. a top 75 recruit in the country, a very high four star player uh-huh. that when he first committed to USC, he had originally committed to Notre Dame which we know is a blue blood quickly at the very last minute flipped to USC, who is clearly a blue blood and UCLA was on that list, but it was basically any football team imaginable. This guy had, he had like 40 to 50 scholarship offers to some of the top schools in the country. It wasn't like when you saw some of the recruits to Wisconsin in the past where it's like, okay, well they had the offer from Wisconsin and then he had Toledo Bowling Green and maybe a Minnesota sprinkled in there. But you know what I'm saying? It's like a power five schools with a lot of small schools mixed in there. Mm-hmm. This was the cream of the crop. And then when they in reopened the commitment or when he reopened his um, recruiting, the teams that Wisconsin ended up beating out were Notre Dame again, UCLA, 
Georgia was sniffing around. Like those are some of the top teams in the country that recruit at the highest level ever. And the fact that Luke Fickle and Phil Longo in their new offense and what they're starting here in Wisconsin were able to lure this extremely high four-star, highly touted wide receiver yeah. to Wisconsin after never being really a huge passing threat or passing offense. It's pretty wild that they outdueled the Georgias and the Notre Dames and the UCLA's of the world, especially <laughs> really for is. a kid from California coming to a place where when he initially took his visit, man, I'm not going to lie. It's cold. Yeah. Like Georgia, it's not cold. It's not cold. UCLA, it's not cold. No. Even leaving USC, it's not cold. Now, Notre Dame's still going to be cold in South Bend, but it's Notre Dame. It's a it's a historic blue blood. But now, remember at the beginning of the season when we were joking about the Wisconsin batters offered like ten modern day high school, which is one of the big high schools out in Los Angeles area, California. Yeah. Like one of the famous Man, if you can recruit out there, you're pulling in a lot of talent from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. It's it's a famous, one of the better high schools in the state of California. Well, C.J. Williams is from Matter Day. Yeah. Now, does it look as crazy offering the 10 kids from Matter Day? Doesn't, doesn't now you all. officially have a high four-star C.J. Williams from Matter Day, yeah. one of the USC and UCLA pipeline recruiting schools out West now maybe it's a little easier to land some of those kids since you already got Which makes one. it crazier because that was the old regime that did that, Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're just laying the groundwork for everything coming in. All right. A lot of excitement for Badger football. I also have a poll coming up, Badger football, and something of the future of the Packers I want to get to uh, because we've been talking about what, what the excitement levels of all our teams. It's Wisconsin football by a landslide. And the crazy thing is, though, they haven't touched grass. Let's go to the phones, though. Line one, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, oh, gentlemen? Bob! Beamer, Bobby, what's up, dude? Oh, just living the dream. How about yourself? Well, I feel like I'm living a dream, too, with all this Wisconsin football news, man. I don't want to wake up. Well, what I find interesting, and this is what I kind of wanted to talk about, was I have not heard the word NIL since he came. So does a good coach trump NIL? I mean... I, I, yeah, heard I, I don't think we've we said heard. one thing about NIL for since Fickle came here, right? Besides, will he do it? And I don't know. Rowdy, have you heard any NIL stuff? I haven't, but we know that Wisconsin's NIL was getting better and better with the... Because Wisconsin's NIL kind of started as, once you get here, we will set up the, what was it, the varsity collection, and we will help you find, or we will help get you in and out with businesses, but you got to get here. I, uh, there hasn't been a ton of chatter of the NIL as in money to get you here originally, but who knows what's going on behind closed doors? Because clearly a lot of people don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to throw your your hat in the ring for some NIL, Bobby? Uh, you know, I can't afford those. <laughs> you know, I, maybe a punter, maybe a second string or third string punter. Hey, we got a punter. kicker. Yeah, five star kicker now. And Vakos. Yeah, Vakos. He sounds above my pay grade. Do we have like a two star kicker somewhere floating around? Yeah, uh, you don't want him. That's though. old Wisconsin. Yeah, that's all. This is new Wisconsin. <laughs> right. So, no, all kidding aside, though, I mean, I, I find it incredibly interesting that all we talked about was NIL, NIL. That's why we couldn't get players, why we couldn't get players. And now we get a coach with a name, and people seem to be pouring into the program. I was thinking about it yesterday, too. I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, 
would would Wisconsin ever be in the predicament they're in now, in a good predicament with, I don't know, even Jim Leonard being the coach? I don't think so. Well, I think, Bobby, one of the big things is the change in offense and philosophy. Yeah. Because this offense... It's breeding wide receivers. It's breeding quarterbacks. And not it's not saying that the running back's not important anymore. But when you look at the old Wisconsin offense, it was clearly like, hey, we're going to line up in an I formation, and we're going to run it straight ahead 30 times with our best running back. And even if you're a good receiver, you might have 500 yards receiving at the end of the year. And and no top, <laughs> no, no top prospect or recruiting kid like a yeah. CJ Williams like, initially would be interested in that at all when he's like dude I could go to USC and play with a Caleb Williams yeah. and have like 1200 yards receiving for three years and then see ya, I'm going to be a first round pick and Bobby think of that Caleb Williams wins the uh, the Heisman right who who, who, just, who just left USC to come to Wisconsin to play with our quarterbacks that's CJ Williams he, he said no thanks to the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback I want to come to Wisconsin I have one other question, just for my own interest's sake. So how many quarterbacks can you have in the quarterback room? Is there any kind of done. limit? I think I mean, it's just you have a Jay, number of... Poor Wolf's got to be, you know, his chair keeps moving. Seems like it keeps moving further and further away from I think the, the room board. is done. I think they're... Uh, did I hear... You have, so, Bobby, you have, his, you have so many set... Um, you have so many set roster spots and so many set... Um, scholarships you can give out. I mean, in theory, if you wanted to give out 80 scholarships, all the quarterbacks, you could, yeah. but your team wouldn't be any good. So you kind of got to balance your, how many, how many uh, scholarships do you want to hand out to quarterbacks versus running backs? So there's no set number, but you would imagine once you get to four or five, it's you're, you're probably getting to your number. <laughs> what do they have six? Right, now? right. That's what I mean. Don't we have like, Six or seven. All right, uh, so we... Chase Wolf, Miles Burkett, Cole LaCrue, Nick Evers, um, Tanner, Tanner Mordecai, Mordecai Braden Locke. That's six. Yeah, you're, yeah. they're probably they're done. right where they're at. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time this morning. Well, no, gentlemen. Bob, thank you for your time. How you been, brother? What's good? It's all good. The, actually, it's it's been a little rough, but it, it'll all pan itself. Oh, uh, yeah. My, condol- I saw your my condolences out to your family, Bob. Uh, we're thinking about you, buddy. We yeah. love you. And um, are you still moving it's, to Georgia? Yeah, I'm out of here. I just I got some commitments that I got to fulfill this summer, and then, yeah, I will I will be adios amigo. Now many many but are yeah, saying my mother, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My mother-in-law's. My mother-in-law passed away on my wife's birthday. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. My condolences. I saw your I saw your post, and I, yeah. I felt for you, dude, and your family. Yeah, that, we, was, that was rough. Yeah, we love you, buddy, and and uh, thinking for your family, uh, Bob. To end on a, a more not serious note, many are saying though you're moving to Georgia because you want to go uh, trophy chase. Is that is that the case? Like, Absolutely. You're sick of Wisconsin losing, true. and then you, you pick Georgia. They won, and all of a sudden the the, the fanfare is coming to Wisconsin. You should sure want to move down to Georgia, and all of a sudden this this Wisconsin team by uh, win. next winter are going to be sniffing around the college football playoffs. We might have another Bobby call. Yeah, I'm back in Wanakee. Right. <laughs> all I had to do was back give to up my season tickets. <laughs> all I had to do is give up my season tickets, and here we are. Yeah, and move to Georgia. <laughs> Correct. Hey, when Wisconsin is in the Jeffrey. national championship to win, we welcome you back with open arms, Bobby. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We, hey, we love you, man. All right. See, Much see, love, brother. See you, Bobby. <laughs> Beamer Bobby. There he is, our guy. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was trophy chasing, Rowdy. That's why he went well, to move to Georgia. When he, you know, when he was asking kind of about maybe what are some of the differences now and you talk about the change in offense, mm-hmm. like 
how many first round wide receivers has Wisconsin produced? Like off the top of my head, I could come up with one. I mean, this is the highest recruit of receiver we've ever had. It's CJ Williams. And the one is Lee Evans. Yeah. I, 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 I had to, I remember Chris Chambers from when I was a little kid being really good. Had to look it up. He was a second round pick. Yeah. Welcome to the new age of Wisconsin. I mean, USC and some of these other blue bloods that have some of this air raid offense with those high level wide receiver and high school recruits. They pump out first-round draft picks like every other year. (laughs) It's wild. Every day feels like Christmas in the Luke Fickle era. Is it wrong to temper, uh, to get excited, or do you need to temper expectations? I think this is Marcus Allen's punishment for leaving. When he's ready. (laughs) He lost his number. He's like, all right, well, actually, I'm going back to Minnesota. If you didn't didn't do... (laughs) See you later, bud. If you didn't commit to Minnesota, you could have kept your number. (laughs) Yeah, it's up for grabs now. All right. <laughs> so all of this with Wisconsin football, and it's by an the open way, number, bud. Uh, I, when I mentioned you know Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle and his Twitter account is electric. He'll tweet out the smoke signal, and all of a sudden, then he'll retweet the you know, the commit coming, and everyone like loses their minds. You got Phil Longo, the OC. Uh, he tweeted out yesterday. Uh, it was uh, two squares. One's a red square. One's a white square. Cardinal and white. Oh my. Is it raining outside? Because it's raining recruits in our office. He goes, uh, LFE era, LF era Badger Nation, don't blink. The journey continues. This is what's up about winning hearts and minds and how fast it is flipped for Wisconsin. Think about this, boys. As much as I love Jim Leonard, you can feel bad for Jim Leonard, but also be excited about the future. There's, is there any way, shape, or form this happens if Jim Leonard's the head coach? It, it definitely not happened to Paul Christmas, coach. Um, my understanding is there would have been a major overhaul in a lot of aspects of the program, um, whether it went as far as what we're seeing right now. I don't know, and we'll never know. But we'll never in, know. In, in talking to people, it it would have been a drastic change to the status quo of Wisconsin had Jim Leonard gotten hired. I'm sure it would have been a change, but. It would it on the back end. It would have been a drastic change. Okay, um, but what on field though? I don't know. I don't know if with a new offensive coordinator. I yeah, you as, don't know what Jim Leonard would right. have done for OC. I'm, I'm going to say explain to me it was moving forward to treating the program like the NFL. I'm going to say we will never know. I agree with you on that, but. The I I don't I think if you were a if you were a betting man you would say that the odds that Jim Leonard could do what Luke Fickle is currently doing aren't very good. I, I do I think that they would be better off where they were pre Jim Leonard with the twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, I would. But again, you guys said it. Yeah, you, you have no idea who you would bring in for right. an offensive coordinator. And now, it, like. It, would he be able to bring in a Phil Longo? Because Phil Longo has looked like a home run so far for Luke Fickle. And yeah. if you're not bringing in a top OC like that, that has the ability right. to bring in explosive quarterbacks, explosive wide receivers, you're kind of still playing the same type of offense where that wasn't necessarily drawing those top star recruited players. Right Now, could Wisconsin have gotten better? Could Absolutely. they maybe have gotten back to where they were with Paul Christ in the 15 to 19 seasons? Yeah, probably. Would the defense have fallen off? No, absolutely not. Yeah. But 
when you look at Luke Fickle, he's the more proven head coach. Mm -hmm. He has been to a college football playoff. He's been more proven at the college level with recruiting, and he was able to grab an offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, Mm -hmm. who has obviously been a really good offensive coordinator and is showing that he's been a pretty darn good recruiter as well, where... Luke Fickle was already a defensive guy like Jim Leonard, but had been around longer and had a lot of trusted employees. That's another thing. If Jim Leonard was kept, mm-hmm. how many of the guys on staff do you believe were real legit candidates to be kept? Bobby April, who's now the DC in Stanford. Outside of that, I think, really... I think he would have been offered. He, I, he would have been. Oh, you're saying if Jim Leonard, yeah, if was Jim head Leonard coach, not was just head coach on his what, DC, Bobby, got it. Bobby Sorry. April stays on his DC. You would imagine. Yep. And but other than that, who who are they really keeping on? I feel like we talked and, yeah, about we it. Talked there was about a lot before. of was, there was a lot of guys. Right. They were all right coaches, but they weren't Phil Longos. They weren't yeah. Mike Tressels. They weren't guys with names that had experience out there. I mean, nailing down top recruits. And and we talked about it. The only ones you're probably keeping are your defensive coaches. The offensive staff would be scrapped. And that's a complete roll of the dice. Yeah. And you have no idea. It could have been you could have been bringing in an offensive quarter from a, a offensive coordinator from a Mac school, mm-hmm. which clearly would not have the same impact as a Phil Longo. Pretty sure uh, Mississippi State just did that. <laughs> all right, so boys, with all the excitement surrounding Wisconsin football, and you know, Rowdy and, and, and one of our good listeners and friends, Fuller, in this DM group room, we were talking about like the excitement level for a lot of our teams here. Like, How excited are you compared to like the Badgers, to the Brewers, uh, to the Packers, and the Bucks and Badger basketball, yada, yada, yada. I want to break it down to just to keep it simple with football teams. Now, a lot of people out there are done with Aaron Rodgers. They want to move on. They're sick of it. They want to see what's new, and we want to see what we have in Jordan Love. There's a reason why Brian Gutekunst went up, traded up in the draft, got him, uh, upset the apple cart a little bit, yada, yada, yada. So my question is, I just put it out on uh, Twitter, on Zone Madison, which is would be more exciting for you as the Wisconsin sports fan? Now, we always, we always talk about how Packers are the number one, right? It goes Packers, Badgers, Brewers, usually Badgers second, Brewers third, somewhere around there, Some Badgers, and then Bucks or or Badgers before Packers. It's inter- <laughs> depending on who you are, what part of the state you're in. My question is: since Packers usually, you know, if it if it if it bleeds green, it leads. Yeah, in sports talk radio That's in true. Wisconsin. Yeah, but with this new look, Wisconsin, it's the new fickle era of Badger football, and every morning is like effing Christmas. Every day is like Christmas with Luke Fickle and the Badgers. He has been. Which excites you more or would excite you more? The new look Wisconsin Badgers, the new team being fielded this year, or if Jordan Love was named the starter and led the Green Bay Packers this upcoming year? Badgers. Which would excite you more, Wisconsin sports fans? 608-321-1670. I just put it out on Twitter. Now, I feel like this is a little unfair to ask this question right now on January 13th because national championship. The Wisconsin Badgers are basically in the midst of their offseason. We talked about the timeline earlier in the show where, you know, this fun in the transfer portal has until next Wednesday. The fun of 2023 late signing day is another almost three weeks to February 1st, which is a Wednesday. Rodgers is still the Packers quarterback. Until we get through all of this recruiting offseason, the Packers... 
they're kind of in limbo right now because you have a bad taste in your That's mouth. I after think what about happened. this question, Rowdy. But coming up, you're going to have the draft. You're going to have free agency where we've already seen a lot of the quote unquote Wisconsin Badgers free agents that have signed. Yep. We haven't seen anything that Green Bay has done in the in the draft with their quote unquote recruits or their transfer portal yeah. signings. So, yeah. so you, you haven't seen know. a lot of things for so, both teams. So easily right now, I'm like I'm excited for the Badgers because true. But you also want to see Aaron Rodgers be quarterback next year, same as myself, correct? See, I'm I'm getting to the point where it's like me if it, if I was running the team, I would probably stick with Rodgers. Yeah. But also, yeah. I'm not in the room. I don't well, know also, single-handedly what they have in Jordan Love. They claim to know what they have in Jordan hey, Love, but I don't know what they have. Everyone we're asking is the same predicament as we are. No one's Why in that room. Why don't you know this? Everyone we're asking Rowdy is not in that room. But there's so <laughs> many there are so many we're people ta- We're talking to so many people who aren't in that, that room. That are sick of Rodgers and want Love in. I'm not one of them, and that are very stoked about Wisconsin football. But which one would excite you more? Both. There's a lot I of think, unknowns and questions. I think Rodgers needs to go back to doing squats. All right, we I have think phone lines blown up. In my opinion, if they think Jordan Love in year one could be a top 15 quarterback, or so we'll say 16, top half of the league, I would be all right with them trading Rodgers. Now, <laughs> me personally, I don't know if he's top 15 or 16. I don't know that. They know it. They should know it, or else they're clowns. And they shouldn't have jobs. But if not, then you're rolling with Aaron Rodgers, and there's no there's no other doubt in my mind. Early return to the vote, 50-50. Big, big mood right now. What a song. Hey, baby, if you're feeling down. Hey, baby, if you're feeling down. That was good for you. You listen to Dave Essler, our dirty white boy, when it comes to our sports gambling. Dave, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah, I'm awesome. I, I don't know if I told you. But I taught my dog. If I ask him if we're dirty white boys, and he gives me his paw. It's kind of confirmation. <laughs> Woo! Dave, I love your walk-up song. Who doesn't love Foreigner? I mean, what all-time rock band? Come on, right, Dave? Uh, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I don't like to. I don't like to agree. I like to argue. I'm kind of like kind of like Nelly, but this time I can't. <laughs> Dave, uh, thanks for um, you know adjusting the schedule a little bit, be able to jump on with us because we got a big thing happening. It's the Super Duper NFL Wild Card Weekend. But before that, how did the national championship go for you? Um, you know, we could skip that, but full disclosure, I took the under. I kind of figured Oof. Georgia would. Oof. I kind of figured Georgia would take care of business, but I figured they would take care of business and and not push TCU into the ground, and they pushed TCU into the ground. So, yeah, you know. oh, Georgia got that over. I, I, I think if, you know, if, it was, if it was Alabama or somebody they were playing, I would have expected them to make a statement, but not necessarily TCU. But you know, that's why they call it gambling. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to bring up uh, painful memories. Like you just follow. Yeah, were you following? It was an early night of sleep. No problem. It was an upside. Yeah, I went to bed at halftime. Were you following the uh, game day steam of the under and and big time on Georgia? No, I created the game day steam on the under. <laughs> uh, Dave Essler joining us right now. Pregame.com, one of the most beautiful minds in gambling in the freaking world. Uh, Twitter, Dave underscore Essler E S S L E R. Dave. Now that college football is kind of, you know, the dust is settled, the season is over, do we just go full on? Like, what, how does a better change now and, and adapt and pivot now that college football is over? Well, if you're pivoting now, it's probably too late. I mean, I've been, Good point. <laughs> been, been, betting, been betting basketball since it, since it tipped off in October, November, depending whether it's college or pros. Um, so, actually, this is kind of a 
I kind of enjoy this time of year because I, I have to admit, I do get a little stale on sports after six months, certain, you know, doing the same thing over and over. When does Dave Essler, so, when does he do a reset? When does he just, does he ever step away for a day or two and just kind of get away from the game for a second, or are you always dialed in? The all-star break in baseball. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it's like I can breathe for a couple of days. Jeez. Exactly. All right, Dave. And, and, and you know, yeah. it's funny. Then you breathe, you breathe for a couple of days and you feel like you missed everything to pick it back up again. <laughs> well, Dave, let's like jump right into the deep end then, the super wild card weekend. Uh, can I just pick your brain on all the games? Uh, just just rattle them off? Or is, is that something you, yeah, I can yeah. do? Yeah, go for it. Well, Dave, Skylar Thompson is named the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, or actually, sorry, I, let, let me go to Saturday. The Seattle Seahawks for the 49ers. Big number. Ten points going to the Niners. What do you think? Uh, I'll t- I'm going to take the uh, the Seattle team total under in that game. I mean, we all know how good the Seattle defense is, but I read something. Uh, yeah, I did not make. I did not think this up myself, but there were 270 games this year where a rusher ran for 70 yards against his opponent. And the 49ers allowed zero of those. So I will uh, I will take the Seattle uh, team tunnel under. Somebody was trying to talk me into taking all those generous points in the division rivalry type game. But, you know, Geno Smith threw 101 passes in six years. And so this year I just can't do it. <laughs> and then uh, the final game on Saturday, we got Chargers-Jags, where the Chargers on the road are favored by one and a half I'm looking at right here. What's uh, your mind think, Dave? Yeah, I like Jacksonville. I mean, I think – there's a little value with them because they didn't uh, beat Tennessee last week as badly as everybody thought, but they beat Tennessee with a defensive score. And, you know, I'll go, okay, they beat Tennessee with a defensive score in what technically was a playoff game. So, I mean, I actually think they're a little bit more ready for this game. Um, you know, a lot of travel to the East Coast with the Chargers kind of factored in, but it's week 19. So I think that's maybe a little bit bigger of a factor. Um crowd was all fired up. They had a standing room only in Jacksonville. That hasn't happened since Mark Cornell was there, so yeah. I'll take Jacksonville. How far away are you from Jacksonville, Dave? Because you're in Florida. How far away are you? Um, I don't know, 45 minutes can maybe. You, can you feel the energy? Can you feel the pul- pulse? Actually, actually, yes. I mean, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny that I remember when New England finally won their first whatever, and we didn't like quite, quite know how to react, and I think the Jaguars fans... Uh, last weekend when they beat Tennessee, didn't quite know how to react either. Is so, it true that you're it, growing your it, hair it, out like it, Trevor it, Lawrence? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, but, <laughs> but, I, but for some reason, I can't get the blonde to come in right. <laughs> they got dye for that now. Yeah, come on, Dave. It's yeah, a brave new yeah. world. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sunday. Uh, here's what I was trying to allude to before I forgot about the Saturday game. Sunday. Skylar Thompson's been named the quarterback for the Dolphins. Yikes. Josh Allen and the Bills are going to drag a big wagon as their 13 and a half point favorites. What are we thinking, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I like, I like, I like the Bills. I mean, you know, Skylar Thompson at Kansas State was basically a game manager. I mean, they weren't flinging it around. I, mean, I think he, I think he only threw 233 passes his senior year. In what you know, twelve, thirteen games. So you know he is not going to score you a lot of points. And the maybe defense in that, in that, in that. I think they went the last five straight before they finally beat the Jets. They beat the Jets without scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think in that five game span they gave up twenty eight points a game. So uh, it's hard not to like Buffalo. Rowdy, what'd you and, get? Um, what'd you get this one on? Uh, this is the one where I actually took the Miami Dolphin team total under fourteen and a half. Uh, it's kind of just Skylar Thompson is terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. That would, that would be the derivatives of the Bills uh, winning. Yeah. I mean, even even, even in, in, in so-called prevent defense garbage time, I don't see it. Uh, and then up next, 3.30, we have, now, Dave, as Packer fans here, obviously uh, one of our foes, the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of, a lot of Packer fans want to see the, the demise of the Vikings. Vikings all favored by three over the G-Men at U.S. Bank Stadium. Rowdy, you took. Yeah, I took the Giants in this one, plus three. What does Mr. Essler think? Well, you might see the demise of the Vikings. I'm afraid I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I mean, if it comes down to who I trust, um, you know, it, it's probably Table more than O'Connell. I mean, O'Connell won a Super Bowl as a coordinator with the Rams, but, you know, Table won five of them in New England, and I think that does make a difference. Um, I don't trust the Minnesota defense. I mean, down the stretch, they allowed 41 to your Packers, and they had that epic comeback against the Colts, and everybody kind of, oh, they had this epic comeback. Well, they gave up 36 points to the Colts. I mean, let that sink in. Um, I'll take the, I'll take the Giants. All right, Dave. Uh, then the nightcap on Sunday. Uh, Lamar Jackson's out. He's you know his knee injury not allowing him to go. So uh, the Bengals are now favored by a nine and a half over the Ravens at uh, in Cincinnati. What are we thinking? Yeah, I mean I won't lay nine and a half when I could have had six and a half earlier in the week. So right, Rob, that's, probably, his that's, that's, pro- that's probably off the table for for uh, you know betting it straight up. I mean you can always just put a million dollars on the, on the Bengals money line. They're not going to lose that game. But if you have to bet that game, I, I think it stays under. I don't think, I don't think the Ravens will score a whole lot. Um, you know, the other thing is that they just played last week and, and I think probably both teams played it a little quality offensively. Good knowing they probably played this week. So, you know, I think the playbook will open up. So I think that that can only favor Cincinnati. Dave, do you think if someone really, really, really wanted to bet Cincinnati and they missed the six, six and a half early in the week, do Who would have th- someone be? Not, not me. I, People that fell asleep. Yeah, we, we gave out Cincinnati on the razor's edge on Tuesday at six and a half. But uh, I'm right. saying, say you, you're listening right now. You really, really want to bet Cincinnati. You don't want to lay the minus 500 or so on the money line. And you're not interested in the total. Do you think you could see this line moving any further in the Cincinnati direction? Because... Technically, Baltimore hasn't announced a quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson essentially said, I'm not playing without saying I'm not playing. But uh, if Anthony Brown is announced over uh, Hutley, I feel like that line could even go up even more. Yeah, I mean, it could. But even if it's Huntley, I mean, Baltimore's already got their game plan. They're not going to, he's not going to be taking seven step dropbacks too often. Um, I I don't think it I don't think it'd much matter. I mean, if it were Huntley, they wouldn't put him in that situation. I mean, the only way they take seven step dropbacks is when it's thirty one to three in the fourth quarter. All right, Dave. And finally, by the way, follow Dave on Twitter, Dave Essler underscore E S S L E R um, pregame dot com. Dave. It's kind of yeah. like like lovers scorned for us a little bit here. Uh, I was once uh, one of the founding members of the Mike McCarthy fan club. He has now gone to Dallas, and he's leading the so boys. You're, you're, not, you're, you're no longer a founding member of the club. No, yeah. Once once you leave the Packers, it, it kind of disbands. Now I'm like one of the only members in the Aaron Rodgers fan club right now. But, Dave, we have Mike, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. And your old flame... Tom Brady, once I know you're a Patriots guy, once, once you know, leading all the, the Super Bowl charges for the Patriots, he's now a Buccaneer looking for a second ring with the Bucks. What do we think here as Dallas on the road, two and a half point favorites over Tom Brady and the Bucks? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a tough one. You can argue, you can argue either way. And, and, uh, I, I, I can, I can argue for or against both teams. 
Um, a lot of people I know are teasing Tampa Bay up to eight and a half and putting them with somebody else. But, you know, I, I actually I'm leaning towards the over a little bit because, you know, both defenses have been sort of touted as very good, but neither one of them have been. And, and I don't think either team's going to be able to run the ball really well. So that should mean balls in the air, which means points one way or the other. Um, and if you're going to make me bet the game, I think I'm going to take Dallas only because nobody wants to. And, and that doesn't usually end well when everybody's on one side. I'm on the boys. Um, I'm on the boys, Dave. Let's go. I, I, I mean, I know it's Tom Brady. Um, this is the fourth time, I think, in six games that Tampa Bay will be underdogs. Uh, they've covered exactly zero of them. So, you know, and all three have gone over the total. So, you know, why back that little short-term trend? I'll take uh, – I'll take, I'll take, I'll take uh, Mike McCarthy in the abstention. Oh, and the we them boys, Dave. We them boys. Is there anything? Well, I mean, if it comes down to experience, I mean, you know, McCarthy does have it, and I'm not sure Todd Bowles does. Well, I would just say, coming from Packer fans, if you're going to put some faith in Mike McCarthy and it's a close game late, don't be surprised if there's. Well, some... yeah, but you, you can you can win those wild card games all day long. You guys did great at that. It was the sort of the, the championship games. Game. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Dave. God, you're the man. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us a little later, Dave. Also, as a, as an impartial observer, someone you know from a ten thousand yard stare outside. What do you think uh, the vibe of Wisconsin right now in the Luke Fickle era? Can you feel that emanating from Wisconsin do. all the down to Florida? I, I do actually. I caution you not to get overly optimistic. Already, I, mean, I already said uh, Wisconsin over Georgia, forty nine, forty two national championship. Mm. If Wisconsin scores 49 points on Georgia, then I will sound my balls with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, done. That's recorded and saved. (laughs) Sadly. Dave, we love you, buddy. All right. Love you guys, too. Have a great weekend. (laughs) You, too. Rowdy, uh, we were talking a little baseball. Still can't find numbers on Kutch. I don't think they're out yet, so we'll wait. Uh, He's pending a physical when you're due with the Pirates as uh, the Brewers' prize-free agent from last year. Mark Adonazio's words, God. not Mars. Mark Adonazio's words uh, is now back with the Pirates. Good for him. I, I was like, Kutch. Would you say that Wade Miley is their prize free agent this year? Or right where I was getting to, Rowdy. only free agent? I think both. <laughs> Wade Miley right now would be the Brewers' lone free agent, therefore probably the prized free agent. I want to note that Wade Miley is actually older than Andrew McCutcheon was last year. <laughs> a one-year, $4.5 million deal with a mutual option. Also, if he pitches over 150 innings, I think he gets an additional, was it one and a half or $1 million? One or the other. It's over a milli for over 150 innings. Wade Miley, 36 years old, the left-hander, uh, did pass his physical. Now, um, he had, what, uh, elbow and shoulder injuries that limited him to 37 innings for the ugh, the Cubs last year. So Miley adds, what, Rowdy, additional depth to the starting rotation? Yeah, I mean, Wade Miley, this this is a signing where, I mean, for $4.5 million, it's pretty cheap, but... Look at look at what the the free agent market has been for starting pitching this year. It's been nuts. Like you're talking about very very average serviceable starters getting like 12 13 million dollars a year. We're talking about decent starters getting like in the upper teens to like 20 million dollars a year. Do you really think the Milwaukee Brewers were going to shell out for a depth piece more than Four and a half million dollars. I mean, the Mets have gelled, have spent one hundred and eleven million dollars. And I think, honestly, for some of those, some of those, again, serviceable, middle of the road starting pitchers that are getting twelve to twenty million dollars, 
that's crazy. I wouldn't pay them that much either. So I think the four and a half million dollar Wade Miley signing, I actually think it's it's a signing that doesn't make your team any worse. Like there's no way signing Wade Miley made your team worse than it was the day before. And Wade <laughs> Miley, when you look at it, and I mentioned this earlier when we did it in passing on a short segment, but Wade Miley in in the you know his early career with the Diamondbacks, I mean, this was a guy that was up for Rookie of the Year. This was a guy that was an All Star, and then he had a couple good years with the Arizona, had a decent season with Boston, and then he just fell off the face of the earth and was god awful. And going into 2018 is when there was a lot of articles floating around saying he went back to his college coach, went back to his roots. Noticed he was over rotating his shoulders when he was delivering the baseball. Wait, he went and back he, to his roots, and he and he fixed everything. Did he show up in boots, Rowdy? He showed up with a ball cap on <laughs> and a glove, and in 2018 was pretty darn and good the for the Milwaukee affair? Brewers. Yeah. You could argue that for Milwaukee, when he was healthy, he was arguably their second best pitcher on that 2018 team. Now, since he left Milwaukee. He went and pitched a year in Houston, was pretty darn good in Houston. He went and pitched in in 2020 with the Reds and 2021 with the Reds. When he was healthy and played in a full season, was pretty darn good with the Reds. And then last year ran into a ton of injuries with the Chicago Cubs. So since he fixed that over rotation with his shoulders in 2018, he's been a pretty darn serviceable pitcher for just major league baseball in general when he's been healthy. Now the key is when when he's been healthy in 2020 in that shortened season, he wasn't necessarily healthy. And then in 2022 with the Cubs, he wasn't very healthy. So you're talking about a guy that's going to be 36. You're talking about a guy that in two out of the last three seasons hasn't been healthy if they can get Wade Miley back to where Wade Miley was and being healthy from 2018 to 2022, this four and a half million dollars is going to be a steal. And you could arguably pencil him in as the fifth starter Sweet. for the Milwaukee Brewers. So wait, I'm going to get the comments from Wade Miley because is this the what we want? No, I love the honesty, but is this what we want to hear from our one major league free agent signing? Uh, real quick, though, on signings. The Arizona Diamondbacks the Baltimore Orioles, the Cincinnati Reds, the Cleveland Guardians, terrible name, the Kansas City Royals, Miami Marlins, Oakland Athletics, Pittsburgh Pirates, Tampa Bay Rays, and Washington Nationals are all set to open their season with payrolls under $111 million. In free agency, the Mets spent $111 million. Their projected payroll, almost half a billion dollars. The previous max payroll in baseball, was less than three hundred fifty million. The Mets will be four hundred and ninety-five million. What are the Brewers sit at? So the Brewers going into this offseason were projected to make uh, their salary uh, payroll was projected to be about one hundred and twelve. Now they settled on some. <laughs> they settled and avoided arbitration with a couple guys where they probably saved you know a couple hundred thousand here, a couple hundred thousand there. We know that they didn't pick up. Uh, Brad Boxberger, mm-hmm. and it turns out his market value, they only would have saved a couple hundred thousand. But yes, after the Wade Miley signing, the projected Milwaukee Brewers payroll is about 115 to 115 and a half million. <laughs> now, that Just being barely said, over the 111 million mark. That being said, it came out earlier this week about Major League Baseball and I guess their their triumphs of the most league revenue ever recorded for one particular season. Now the league revenue was 10.8 
billion dollars for the league. $10.8 billion. Now, if you divided that by the 30 teams, now it's not going to be exact where, you know, the Yankees took away as much money as the Pirates. Clearly, the Yankees would have more revenue and profit than Pittsburgh. But if you divided that up equally, that's 360 million ish per team million of revenue profiting. Now, we already know that the National Major League Baseball deal pays every team on the lowest like scale and factor for like the again, like the Rays or these smaller markets about a hundred million dollars per year through their national TV market. We know that Disney is paying every single team this season $30 million. So that is a $130 million straight to every team's coffer at a minimum Mm. going into this season. And that's not counting their regional TV deals, all of their national and local radio deals. That is not counting, uh, and we know as a radio station, you got to pay a nice uh, chunk of change to have the Milwaukee Brewers. you got to pay to play, baby. That's not counting any of their tickets, any of their parking, any of their food, beverages, memorabilia, or even in today's day and age in the 21st century, uh, website and internet clicks. Clicks. Yep. Yeah. The fact that anybody could say that, uh, you know, we just don't have the money to be at least at $130 million <laughs> of payroll this year is just a bunch of BS. All right, Rowdy. Wade Miley, the lone major leaguer that they've put money on for free agency. Uh, it's uh, not long, a uh, minute 19, I'm going to play it. This comes from MLB.com, our guy, Adam McKelvey. Let me give a play. This is uh, Adam, or I'm sorry, Wade Miley talking to MLB.com after getting inked up. Being able to be a part of that rotation, um, obviously have some familiarity with it. And, uh, you know, me and Wood have stayed in contact over the last five years and become really close friends. So um, just excited to rejoin it. I've been seeing, you know, the Brewers from from the outside again. And uh, I think they get a really good team over there and and a chance to win. My family and and I, we really enjoyed our time in, in Milwaukee. I don't know if it feels like 2018 all over again, but um, hopefully we can maybe spark some of that magic up and, and, you know, get on a good run again. I know, I know there's definitely a pitching staff over there to do it with. You got two of the best guys uh, in baseball leading that group. And um, I'm definitely excited to get back um, and be a part of it. We've had a great relationship with Wade. Is that kind of, oh, this is, and this is Matt Arnold now. But was that what, like, I don't know if it's going to be like 2018 all over again. Yeah, so some of his other comments <laughs> he said some were, more. in 28, what is the difference between now with this Brewers team and if they're trying to compete in 2018? And he basically said, well, I definitely feel a bit older. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah in I mean, 2018, you were 31. Father which, time's undefeated. Which a lot of pitchers, you start to see their career arc around 30, 32. It's, it, it, that's normally when you see if they're going to fall off a cliff or if they can maybe change the way they pitch and, and sustain a longer career, like in, into their 30s and be good. Mm-hmm. Well, you're 31 there, so you're right on, you were right on the precipice of, hey, can you stay in this league or are you going to fold? Now you're going to be 36. So, yeah, you're definitely older and you've had some injuries, but not exactly what I want to hear from the the prized or only free agent that the Milwaukee Brewers have signed to a major league deal saying, you know, I do feel a lot older. Yeah. Uh, here, here's, a, here's an interesting. Our guy, Jay, Krebs. Uh, Krebs, I am 
totally fine and in peace with myself of what the Milwaukee Brewers are. I know exactly what they are, uh, and I'll always cheer for the Brewers, but it doesn't mean I can't bitch about their lack of opening up the checkbook sometimes. Uh, Krebs says, you guys bitch about the team salary way too much. So this is the Brewers, and will always be the Brewers. Uh, I understand that, and I know that. Don't like it? Find a new team. They're not the only teams that is like this way. Half the league is like it, by the way. I know exactly who the Brewers are. Cheap. I root for them every year. I hope they do well. It's just frustrating at times, especially when you get, I don't know, like $30 million of additional money from Disney and don't do anything with it. Well, if you want to pinch pennies and you want to go after um, legit talent, uh, there's a guy named Trevor Bauer that won a Cy Young multiple-time All-Star pitched in World Series. Um, he's out there for 720000 yeah, but, that would, but that the would, Brewers wouldn't touch him either. That would open up a whole new can of worms, too. I would love to go down that road to see what people say. What's Benjamin, up? good morning. What a day to be alive. It's a good day. Phil Longo tweeted again. Every morning, or every day, I should say, under the Luke Fickle era feels like Christmas. Yeah, Zach said something smart last night, as he normally does. I think, I, I think it's clear why they've strung out these commitments on each day. They had three because people can only get so excited. Well, they had three kind of minor ones one day. Well, if you think about it, Ben, sorry to interrupt. If you think about it, I mean, with all these, uh, you know, died suddenly things happening. If you get so much excitement with the Wisconsin Badgers, our our hearts can only take so much excitement until they <laughs> until we kick the can. So that's why they've been stretching it out these past couple of weeks. So they had three <laughs> one day. Uh, that's my that's one. my thinking. What? That was my thinking. Anyways. Okay. The the kicker and the Michigan State Not kid. Syrup. Then they had two kind of bigger ones and the huge one yesterday with C.J. Williams. Now they're going on the road. They're going on the road to Chicago. Chicago. They're going on the road to Wisconsin yeah. as a staff to recruit because now they have a little bit of time. They've, they have some breathing room here. I think the strategic placement of commitments leading up to this weekend, yeah. which is an important one, it's uh, it's worth noting, and frankly, I think it's quite smart. Ben, I mean, we as I was uh, coming my way to um, Monks and Sun Prairie for Kenny and Heilprin, which I was, what a show! I was sitting right there watching it all unfold. It was a hell of a show. The podcast is posted, by the way. And I told you that I had a a nice little surprise for you. I was going to give you a nice introduction. So, Ben, let me just—I don't need an introduction. Oh, you need this introduction. Trust me, Ben. From a guy who once said that Wisconsin should model themselves after Minnesota. Not what I said. To saying, I don't like this talk of national championships from Mike Tressel. Getting very upset about it. I did say that. And saying I stand by saying that, that as, national championships to talk about it, just not for you. Once CJ Williams committed, I saw Ben Kenny tweet out that he is all in on the Badgers. Ben... I would like to personally welcome you to the national championship train called the Wisconsin Badger Express. Welcome aboard, Ben Kenny, as C.J. Williams finally pulled you aboard. How's it feel? I'm not on that train. Oh, I mean, your Twitter would say otherwise. I said I'm all in. Yeah, you're all in. Yeah. I, For what? What would be all in be? No, you're putting words in my mouth as to which train I'm all in. You're, right, either, you're either on the train. Let me read the tweet. He says, all right, I'm all in. Raise the banner. 
Which banner? Talk to you at five. Which banner? I would assume the national championship banner. Or the Ben was wrong about certain recruiting things banner. Raise the banner? No. What else could it mean? I'm going to say you're either on the train right now or you're in front of the train on the tracks. Well, to get hit by the cattle catcher. I, I am encouraged. I am being proven. And Luke Fickle is laying on the gas. He's, he's shoveling the coal in himself. In that I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm being proven somewhat wrong in terms of what they can do acquiring talent, which could lead to that. But don't fight it. Don't I need fight to see it. it continue into the high school ranks, right? Like, they can't just get a great transfer Don't fight class. the hype, Ben. Welcome. Just, win. just say thank you for welcoming me on board the Badger Express. You're on the train. You yeah. tweet. Raise the banner, it says on Ben Z. Kenny. It's, it's Raise the banner. I'm all in. Raise the banner. It's a figure of speech. Oh, please. It's, it's, a, it's a figure of speech. Ben, just accept this gift. I'm buying your ticket on the train. I am. When the ticket guy comes to check everyone, he's going to look at yours and be like, oh, yeah, you're in. You're in, Mr. Kenny. Here's your ticket back. I'm very content with where I am. Yeah, you're on the Badger Express. Yeah. Badgers 49, Georgia 42, national like, championship I, game. I, I just can't go that far. A Chase Wolf game-winning drive. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> the C.J. Williams. I'm not there. <laughs> and he bombs it downfield. I'm not there. Hell, like, C.J. Williams might not even lead them in receiving next year. <laughs> but it means, it, it is indicative, in my opinion, as to some of the recruiting wins that could come. And Welcome aboard the Badger Express, Ben. On their head. By the way, uh, my buddy John Yeh Midwest just messaged me. He said, Ben, you did in fact say that we should shoot to be Minnesota. You're pathetic. No, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. All right, I got Raphael. We'll you, get back to this. You repurposed my words. <laughs> I would never. And, and, and use them again. I me. would never construe and twist and turn things. Never. I don't want to re-bring up that argument, but shoot. Yeah, you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose again. I get it. If I'm I get to, it. You don't want to lose again. I get it. Those are not the words that were If used. I'm going to play devil's advocate on Ben's side, I would make the argument, let's pump the brakes. This is all transfer. Oh, this transfer this train has work. no brakes. This is all transfer portal work. We still don't know 100% what Luke Fickle can do recruiting players out of high school. Like, we're seeing some four stars and some high three stars flip, but it's still... These guys that are in the transfer portal are more proven and are more seasoned players. We still don't know Boys. Ef- uh, effectively what his recruiting classes really look like. Correct. But it is, listen, it is high school adjacent. They have added a lot of redshirt freshmen. A lot Boys. of freshmen Boys. with four years left. Boys. If you want to find something Boys. close to high school, that's what they're doing. Rowdy, he said one thing that's wrong. This train has no brakes. We're going all the way to the national championship, or the, the effort is derailed and just off the tracks and crashed and burned along the way. There's no brakes. You're on the crazy train. You're on the Badger Express. Welcome aboard, Ben. Finally, raise the banner. All aboard. All aboard. Checking tickets on the Badger's SS Express. Oh, look. Rowdy, oh, I see your ticket. Oh, you're all in. Oh, you, your ticket. Oh, you're all in. Ben Z. Kenny. Oh, it says you're all in, but... Seemingly like you're not. It sounds like your train just isn't really allowing for a, a myriad of destinations, right? Like, it Oh, there's only like one stop. That's all the way. You're trying to get on a rocket ship to the moon. I'm trying to go explore like Alaska. Well, I know what I can see, Ben, and that's space. That's land. We're going on the train. Well, space could be fake. Is the moon even there? The is it hollow? Is, is it an alien ship? We don't know. The problem is you could die on the way. You don't know. 
if your ship can even get to the We're moon. We're not going to the moon. We're not going to Alaska. We well, looked it up. Have they ever even been to the moon? We looked it up earlier today. The destination is Houston. National Championship game 2024. Yeah, Ben. And once we get to Houston, then maybe we can fire off a rocket ship to the moon. Ben. We are right now going to Houston. That's where the Badgers Express is headed. That's the next stop. Yeah, come on. There's no other stops. It's, just, it's one way. Trains move very slow. So we, 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 pen- yeah, we looked it yeah, up. Yeah, we're pending to get there in about a year. Like, we, already got our, we already got our tickets. I'm being forced to do this. But you're not being forced to do anything. Have you seen Georgia's team? Uh, yeah, I watched the national championship. Yeah, everyone's transferring. They had, they <laughs> yeah, had yeah, five, everyone's transferring men to Wisconsin. They had five freshmen that were playing big roles, beating. They had a true freshman that's going to be a top five pick in three years. Have you years. ever heard of the story David versus Goliath? That's what the national title was. And they won by <laughs> TCU was not David. It was 65 to seven. <laughs> like, come on. Rody, that's a good point. They're all transferring. And hopefully probably to Wisconsin. Yeah. Didn't uh, one of the top, was a top three or four backs at Georgia put himself in the portal? I mean, a lot of guys from Georgia are putting themselves in the portal and or going to the draft. But that being said, same that also is the same year. thing that happened <laughs> last year. They lost nine starters on defense and they were even, they were as good. Yep. Well, well, they, try, hey, I watched the game. Ben, I they lost it. 14 to the NFL draft. That's insane. Nine on defense, four on offense <laughs> and a punter. Right. So Ben. And people transferred. With this new staff now that's assembled and come in, now they can start planting their friggin' recruiting. They're recruiting around. Where are they going right now? Chicago? Is that what I saw? And Wisconsin. Yep. And then also Fickle's already big and weird, Rowdy. And, uh, yeah. By the way, it's a very impressive staff, top to bottom. I, I know. That's Paul Kerr's biggest mistake is that his the new offensive staff he put together stunk. This staff that Fickle's put together is top-notch, top-tier. He's taken some of the best guys from Minnesota. Do you get, it, sorry, I just this just hit me. Because the Luke Fickle, like, you know, they have a new pulp and the white smoke comes out, uh-huh. like a new pulp's coming, ready to, you know, do whatever he does with creepy stuff and steal people's money. But Ben, Luke Fickle puts out his own pulp smoke, and that's the his Twitter, where he has that little gif that he tweets out. Paul Chris didn't even have a Twitter account, right? True. Yeah, boys, he had a fake one. Boys, in less than a couple of months, look at the immediate change of Wisconsin and just the coach alone. How crazy is it that we have Luke Fick literally winning hearts and minds on social media alone, and our former coach couldn't even say two words at the podium? I don't want to. Uh, I love Paul Chris. Don't get me wrong. Right, but look are, at the look at how. Fast, everything flipped. People well, are it got modernized. Dri- people are sending drive-bys on Paul Chris. So, like, I love, I love Paul Chris. If but Paul Chris never came to Wisconsin, Luke Fickle would not have. Taken I understand. The job. Paul Chris, Paul Chris mumbled on the podium so Fickle could tweet. He is the reason that Wisconsin did not go into the depths after Gary Anderson. I know. I I'm, I love Paul Chris. Well, don't get me wrong. It's just crazy right. because <laughs> Luke Luke Fickle. When you look at his staff. So obviously we've talked at length about Luke Fickle and where he came from and what he's done. But then you, you talk about some of the staff being like brings in Phil Longo. We talked about what he's done at North Carolina. You talk about Mike Tressel being an up and comer on the defensive side of the football, but just my Twitter feed when I refreshed it here, I think the cool thing when we're talking about not only coaches, but part of like the recruiting department is Greg Scruggs. 
just tweets out and it, it pops into my feed because Wisconsin football liked it. Wasting no time. I'm down here in the windy city trying to see what dogs will be blown my way. Like this is a guy that's specializing in Illinois, Chicago area. I literally scroll down two more. It's a former Badger and Casey Robach tweeting homegrown Badger yeah. looking for the next homegrown Badger. It's, it's like they have all of these different guys that are specialized in different areas, whether that be the state of Wisconsin, whether that be Illinois and Chicago. We're talking about Minnesota, grabbing a Minnesota coach who's probably clearly has ties in Minnesota. Clearly, Luke Fickle is in Ohio, Pennsylvania. Trestle's going to be in Ohio. Uh, Longo is going to be on the East Coast. Yeah. Guys that are connected. Like, it makes sense what they're doing, and it's like, why was this – why? Why were we not having That's the, the same question type of I attack have. before? All right, so Ben, if now you'll we'll never know this, obviously. But if Jimmy Leonard was named the head coach, would we be this excited yeah. about Wisconsin football? Here's another one: Mike Brown, Chi Town. What's good? <laughs> yeah. I lit- it's literally two more scrolls down. Don't blink. Oh no, I'm out. On what? Don't blink. Phil Longo. He tweeted hashtag. Yeah, don't don't blink. blink. You're out on it. Yeah, because that's the live slogan. Live golf. You were just comparing the live to the Badgers last night in, in, in a positive light. No. You know, yeah. You were like all giddy, smiling ear to ear. About no, it. my whole point was I don't want Phil Longo using hashtag don't blink because I don't want live bots to enter the Wisconsin football. Okay, sphere. Don't blink has been around I before think, yeah. live. I, I think it makes sense because just think about it. The Badgers, they're recruiting so far. Freaking Kenny Chesney wrote a song like that a long time ago. It's been money. The Saudis, they got a lot of money. Don't blink, Ben. Don't blink. Don't blink. Is Wisconsin football selling out to the Saudis? If it brings a championship. championship. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it'll be our cross to bear. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Would Leonard be doing the same? I think we'll never know, but I think it's impossible to say. However, I'll, the answer is no. Yeah. It's Ben. Is Tom Brady the goat? Yeah. Did he sell his soul to the devil? Probably. What? Crypto? No, No, I'm just saying the devil. No, Satan. Oh, Lucifer. I, I don't know. Oh, he if probably, he did, well, have you that's, seen what him? Every, that's what everyone says. Like so he sold his soul to the devil. If he did, well, he became the goat. Well, if we got to sell out to the Saudis for a natty title and some NIL, I don't know any, but maybe we can get in contact. I feel like Tom Brady sold the soul to the devil. <laughs> in terms of Leonard, quick, I don't think it would be the same, but I think he would have done much better than Chris did in surrounding himself with good staff members. Tom Brady's so, song, by the way. Will he have brought Longo? I don't know. Probably not, because he doesn't have the relationship. But he would have gotten a big, big OC, which then would have led to good things. Maybe not as good, but I I don't think... Le- Leonard would have made significant improvements. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Tom Brady, Ben, real quick, though. Rowdy and I are on the same page, I think. How do you win that many rings, seven of them, without selling your soul to it? The devil. Would you do it, Ben? See, I feel like I, I don't know if he did, though. Like, that's the question, because if he... Ben gets uncomfortable with these topics. Say, say he did. I just don't have a... I don't have an opinion on it. You don't Maybe have an opinion did. on Tom Brady? The most polarizing figure don't you think, in all Don't sports? you think, though? How is he polarizing? People love him. People hate him. He's Who a winner. Him? Is He's he the goat? Good. Giselle? don't you think though if maybe if he did sell out that Wes Welker would have caught that football there would have been no helmet catch 
He'd be like 10 for 10 because, I mean, he's literally like three plays away well, from the being like 10 for 10. The devil was renegotiating the deal. I mean, Nick Foles beat him. That's what I'm saying. Like, a bum like that? Uh, he oh. just outplayed him. Talk about if Brady sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> Seriously. Then, okay, well, you, the devil needs foot soldiers in his army. Well, then maybe I'm Nick sure Foles, Nick Foles is one of them. No, Foles could be Jesus. Oh, get, get. Now you're just talking crazy. I didn't see him rise again when he got hit on the field earlier. Listen, or late, listen. A couple weeks ago. Rewatch that game. There was something something big and high up happening there. Then what's wait, Aaron Rodgers? Wait, wait, wait. When he was that the same game where Rodgers had to broker a deal with the machine elves of DMT whoa, whoa, whoa. in the, se- Wasn't the psychedelic that the same area game zone where the player that knocked him out was doing making an yeah, he's angel, snow angel, snow angel on the and then he told everyone to shut up. Cave on Thibodeau. Yeah. Yeah. What a hell of a name, yeah. by the way. I hate that guy. Well, anyways, was it the cave? What is it? Cave on Thibodeau. What a he's name. out of Oregon. What a but name. anyways, Tom what Brady is like literally three plays away from being 10 for 10 in Super Bowls when you're talking about. The 2000, what was it, 2007, where you have the helmet catch. 2009, where you have, I believe it was uh, Wes Welker dropping that ball and not to mention some of the crazy plays that the Giants got down the stretch and it was the undefeated freaking Patriots. And then you're talking about the Nick Foles. Tom Brady dropped the pass on the throwback. I mean, (laughs) he's literally like three plays away from being 10 for 10 in the Super Bowl. It's wild. I think Aaron Rodgers didn't sell a soul to the devil. He tried to broker a deal with the machine elves. Uh, look into it at DMT, Ayahuasca. I think it was his witchy woman, Blue. Blue? Blue of Earth. Yeah, she's... Well, she's in that... I don't want to go down this holistic path. All right, we'll, we'll just blame it on Blue. Blame if it on you're blue. connected with the Paul brothers, I blame you.